0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news.
2: Well, praise the Lord, and God bless you today. This is Beatrice Bruno, the Drill Sergeant of Life, and I'm sitting up here talking to my good friend, Pastor John Byrne, and we're just having a good time, and you know what we're talking about. And this is good news for us. That makes us know that we're humans. We don't always want to do the things that we're supposed to do. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Come on, give your secret, Pastor John. My you secret? just told me, yes. Uh, my, my, oh, yeah. I
3: was. I, I, I told about Beatrice that I, I admitted to my congregation at one point, that there are days I do not want to get up and preach on Sundays. You know, I, I just want to stay home. You know, I don't, I don't want to get out of bed or I want to watch football or whatever it is. And they'll, they'll, I have those days.
2: It happens. Absolutely. I mean, it you happens. know, but we're humans. That's right. We really are. And, and we're not always on. We're right. not always, you know, on target, on point. We just want to put those pajamas on and just lay up there. I told uh, Pastor John just now, all I want to do is click through the channels and see what's <laughs> on. What, what about you, Dave? Don't you want to sometimes just not do what you're supposed to do?
0: This morning, I d- wanted to stay in bed. It Come was on. nice and warm.
2: <laughs> <I didn't wanna laughs> go-
0: but then I remembered you guys were going to be here, so Aww. I I got up.
2: Oh, that's sweet. But you still didn't want to do what you No, wanted I didn't. To do. No, I didn't. So <laughs> just saying. But,
0: but if, I mean, if you think about it, everyone doesn't. Even, even God doesn't want to sometimes. That's, that's why right. I took the seventh day off,
2: right? <laughs> you know, you better preach that right there. That's a preaching sermon right there. It really is. Hey, everybody. We're going to have a good time today. Our girl Angie is, is not. Not in the studio today and we're sitting in her seat we're not substituting nor are we trying to take her place because angie austin is irreplaceable you, you just can't do it because she is just an awesome kind of chick one of a kind yes she is and so we're just sitting up here just having fun and, and and wishing she was here i miss my friend that's that's one of my good friends but um producer david has some good things that's going on and and what you got something for this segment right yeah, here?
0: yeah 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 i think we should start off with this one actually okay. uh pastor john sent me this earlier this week um, and it's just such a great story. It's this officer in Texas that uh, he responded to a 911 call within a minute. Wow! And this little boy had passed out, and they didn't know what was wrong. He was unresponsive, and the and the officer got there in time. And he did he did well. Here, why don't I just play this clip, and then we'll uh, we can all hear about it.
1: Cool. Two young parents, their little boy stops breathing. They call 911, and you're about to see the anguish. And the calm work of the officer who was the first to arrive. A police officer rushing to the scene in Granbury, Texas. A young mother and father have just called 911. Yes,
0: yes,
3: ma'am. I, my son is I can't see. My son's not breathing. Okay, is he not breathing at all? He's
1: not responding. Officer Chase Miller pulling into that block on the scene within one minute. The first there. And when he pulls in, you see that worker there in red, the parents to the right, holding their three-year-old who had stopped breathing. His mother carries him over. You see the officer hold the boy and then place him on the ground, giving him CPR. The parents pacing, grief-stricken. The officer then shows Braden's father how to do the compressions, how to keep the CPR going, while the officer gets a breathing mask from his patrol car. This would continue. For several agonizing minutes. Last night, there was Brayden standing next to the officer who was first on the scene and who saved his life. His parents grateful.
2: The hero who
1: answered that call.
2: Wow. Yeah, such a cool story. I I got chills just listening to that because how often do you see a a three-year-old baby just pass out? Like stop the, breathing yeah and then you know god had to have that officer right there to respond within 1 minute right right yeah and and you
3: know how how long could could that baby have survived how yeah. how long could could it have uh, been before the baby passed away? You know, yeah. officer. You know, and and I, and I love this story. One of the reasons I, I sent it in is is because officer. You know, police get a, a bad rap in a lot of in a lot of ways. They're they're under the microscope constantly, yes. all the time. And there's tons of bad media about them. And I've got my brother's an officer. My cousin's an officer. I've got tons of friends who are officers. And, and so when I see these stories yeah. where they're there at the right time and Absolutely. they're able to do something like this to save a child, I just, you know, I think we need to celebrate those things, uh, the good things that they're doing in our communities.
2: You're right about that. And, you know, when you think about it, these guys were trained to do a job, you yeah. know, and sometimes are all of them good? No, no there's, there's a few not. bad apples. Always. There are, yeah, there are. I mean, we had that in the army. You right, know, we absolutely. had a few bad commanders and what have. We called one commander Kmart because we <laughs> swore up and down that all the awards he had on his uniform, yeah, he got from a Kmart. K-Mart. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, he was just he was just one That's, of those type of people, you know. But you you're gonna find bad people. You find bad people in ministry. Absolutely. Everywhere absolutely. you look, That's you're right. gonna find bad people. But those good ones, yeah. though, just that one or two. Yeah. Those are the ones that make you think, that says, you know, wait a minute, this world isn't so bad after
3: all. Right, right, right. Well, and not only that, but, you know, and, and I've got kids and you've got kids. Yes. And so we, every time I see one of these stories where where there's a kid and a parent and, you know, I, I sit there, I, I got to admit, my tears oh, yeah. start, you know, my eyes start to leak. And, oh, yeah. And I'll sit, you know, I'll sit there and, oh, my goodness. And it, it just, it, ri- it rips at my heart because of the 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 loss that that was they almost experienced. Yes, that's what okay. got me
0: about this video. Is uh, in the video, I know we can't see it on the radio, but mm-hmm. um, the mom's walking around and she's holding the baby, yeah. and I have a three-year-old son that's about the same size as this, and mm. just looking at how that baby's body language was and how. Mm-hmm lifeless it looked i was like oh my goodness it gave me chills it gives me yeah. t- chills just thinking about it
2: yeah because you don't know what you would do in that situation
3: yeah. well and and how often you know just to, you know thinking about our conversation earlier how often do these police officers get up and not want to go into work that day you know what i mean i mean it's <laughs> and he they might have tired. been one yeah yeah and and who knows how he was maybe he was in a great mood but maybe he was in a terrible mood but they get up they go
2: to work they yeah. do what's right. Yeah. You know, to the best of their ability. They're yes. not perfect, but. Yes. But, but then. We're and at talking. the end of this particular cop's day, he probably said, you know what? This wasn't a bad day after all. Right, you right. And that's that's <laughs> the way we have to look at it. That's the way we have to look at life. Yeah. Because think about it. We're not always going to have good news stories in our lives. Yeah. In our personal world, we're just not going to do it because things happen, yeah. people happen. Right. I, w- I was telling the young lady this morning. <laughs> And this may sound strange as a motivational speaker, and and (laughs) Pastor John, you can admit to it if you want to, but your your church people are probably going to hear this. Nine times out of ten, most of the time, I don't like people. (laughs) I'm just saying. I love people because, see, God said to me, Beatrice, I want you to love those people. Okay, Lord, but he didn't tell me I had to like them.
3: Yeah. Okay. And so sometimes
2: it's hard for me Absolutely. to really just you know to like people. Now let me just say it like this: I like you, I love you, and I like you. <laughs> yes. I really do because yes. you, you're just you're <laughs> bright, you're shining. I'm loving this this stuff you got on your face oh, right now because right. I know the winter time is coming. That's right. I know how it's y'all hunting do. season. It's hunting I, season. Oh, it's hunting uh, season. Yeah, yeah. So what does the beard do? Does that blend? I don't in know. With the- just, I, I don't know. Turkey beards Yeah right <laughs> Oh
3: okay El elk I don't know Okay. It's just, I grew up with, Cause you know, know you am know in the hunting you, season. You know I'm
2: going to ask you questions like that. I'm like, okay, so it's hunting season. He's growing his fur. Keeps you okay, warm. Fur. Keeps you warm. Okay, there you it's go. face warm. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, Producer David, you you got the stuff going on, I too. always have this. I, okay. It doesn't
0: matter if it's hunting season or not. Okay. I get all cold.
2: Right. Oh, okay. All right, all right. I got you. I got you. But, you know, we have to look at life as though it might be our last day mm-hmm. right. on the earth. And so whether we like people or not whether we even love people or not. We still got to look at the, at the sunshine. Yeah, We've got to look at how can I change somebody else's life because that's what it's all about. Right. When we step before people, when we come our, out of our homes in the morning, when we go places, are we gonna to touch and affect lives negatively or positively? Right. And those are the things that we have to look at.
0: That was yeah. the perfect segue. In fact, this um, all ties in about not wanting to get up in the morning, about doing the right thing, and about good news stories, because this next clip mm-hmm. is amazing. So this woman was on vacation. She didn't want to get up that morning. She's on vacation, so that's why. <laughs> um, and she did something extraordinary. This is actually a two-parter. I think you guys are going to really like this one.
4: Okay. I hadn't had a lot of time to think about it.
5: Darcy Dawson still has chills.
4: Oh, gosh. And it's that's every parent's nightmare. It, yeah. The
5: nightmare happened on July 9th when she and her family were on vacation and hanging out near this creek in Montana.
4: The last thing I thought I was gonna see when I glanced over my shoulder was you know a not living baby just drifting down the water. That baby is
5: 18-month-old Caden Sluggett who got away from his family and somehow fell into the creek.
4: He was gray he was not alive at that moment and I just took off running downstream to grab him and um yelling for my parents to take my kids into the cabin and to call 911.
5: Darcy rescued Kaden from the water and started to perform CPR for 20 minutes until Kaden took his first breath.
4: Wow, that'll prove it to you. That CPR really does work. The little guy had been in the water, we figure, for at least six minutes before I got to him.
5: A miracle considering Darcy has never had to use CPR and the last time she took a class...
4: It's been ten years at least, so
5: really, Mm -hmm. and you remember it.
4: I did, but I think it's because I took it so many times. I I can't say how important it is. The CPR, everybody should be taking it.
2: So I I have a question for you, for both of you. Okay. Is there any doubt in your mind that God is in control? Oh yeah. Well, it's (laughs) you know,
3: and and it's one of those things, right? It's God's providence. It's putting putting one of his people or a person or the right person in, in the right place at the right time wow. you know, to, to do what he needs to have done. And, um, and, and we, we forget that sometimes we're that person. Yes. God's putting us in a place to do something, whether it's, and whether we're putting siding on a house or, you know, coming and doing a radio show or That's whatever, right. uh, whatever we're doing, God's putting us in a place to accomplish uh, his work. Amen. Amen. What?
0: 20 minutes. I can't believe that. Twenty It's minutes. unbelievable that, you know, even if you know CPR and you are yeah. good at, at, you know, you know all these life-saving te- techniques, who who goes for 20 minutes? Right. Wow. Right. You know, and wow. that's a long time in a situation like that. It really is. six minutes like in the water. Yeah. I mean, that's unbelievable. It's anyway, long enough to drown. Let's listen to the second part. This is the good news part.
4: Mm. Oh, it was, it, I just cried. It was such a, it was such a relief. <laughs> The, the, the mom was so cute because she was so thankful as you can imagine she she he was kind of giving me the eye like you're not gonna take me from my mom right and um, she kept saying I'm sorry he's kind of cranky and I said to her you're sorry I want to hear this baby cry
5: <laughs> and even though she's now miles away she's still yeah. grateful she was able to save a life
4: uh, there's no better feeling than that that's for sure you can tell by the huge grin on my face <laughs> yeah it it
2: was awesome. He was laughing and playing peekaboo, and he was awesome. Wow, that's whew, that's a powerful story <laughs> right there. It really is. I mean, it shocked me at first when you said that a, 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 a non-living person, a non-living child, floating right. down the river, right, and this young woman sees this baby, right, this eighteen-month-old child,
3: right, and she jumps into action. She just goes and does what comes instinctive, I guess, and. You know, that, that I child guess lives. that
2: adrenaline was pumping inside yeah. of her.
3: Yeah. I mean, so wow. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. And to and to not give up for 20 minutes, that's a long time. That's a long time to hang in there, yeah. hoping that this this, you know, child
2: is going to come back and start breathing again. And it sounds like he didn't have any brain damage or anything like that. And that's one of the main things. Unbelievable. Because when that the, the person stops breathing and stuff, that brain's not yeah. getting to the brain. Wow that is that's such a powerful testimony have you ever been in a life or death situation like that uh i have never
3: done cpr on somebody i'm trying to think if i've ever uh i mean nothing that really comes to mind i mean there's been situations where i've helped people who were hurt but not not like that i had to do the heimlich maneuver i've done the heimlich and i've done cpr (laughs) twice you know what i did the heimlich when i was when i was like Twelve years old, I was babysitting okay. this kid, and this kid started choking on like a Jolly Rancher. Mm-hmm. I did, I, I handled him.
2: Did you give that child a Jolly Rancher? I'm just, saying. <laughs> I, I honestly well, don't remember.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember. I don't remember how the, ki- the kid got the candy, but whatever. I mean, it
2: was it, he wasn't yeah. too young, but anyways. Yeah. So I, I did I do that one. I understand, once. but I was sitting <laughs> across the, the table from this lady. We were at a pregnancy crisis center conference, and all of a sudden she started doing the hand movement. Oh yeah. Of her neck, and Oof. I'm like, I don't know this woman. I don't. What, <laughs> what is she doing? <laughs> and she kept doing it. I'm like, are, are you okay? And she's like, mm-mm, mm-mm. And <laughs> she's, turned, she's a white lady. She started turning purple. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Lord, really? <laughs> really? So I jumped up, yeah. and I got behind her. And all I could remember was to put one hand and a fist in my other hand and just put it under her sternum. Yeah, right, right. And just push up like that. Just... And did that, like i guess three or four times and whatever was stuck in her throat it came out yeah and from that moment on she was my best friend and so, oh you saved my life and i'm like lord please really please. My, my very similar you around, you
3: know, calling you every couple hours yeah she did
0: <laughs> yeah my story is very similar i was actually at a different table i was just eating by myself i was eating lunch and at the booth in front of me uh, you know, uh, there's these two women having lunch, and the one of them started doing the hand motion, oh, yeah. and I could see in her eyes she's panicked, mm. and she got up and she was gonna start running. She ran into a table, and then her friend got up and started doing this thing like I'm gonna pat you on the shoulder, uh-huh. like that's <laughs> uh-huh. so I jumped up and I actually shoved the other lady out of the way, and I was like, <laughs> excuse me, and I just oh, wow. flipped the lady around, and I shoved my, sh- you know, and I had to do it three or four times, and then she was eating this big chunk of steak. And it came flying out. It was like something out of a movie. And I was, I didn't know what to do. I just turned her out. I was like, okay, turned her out and sat down. And then for the rest of the time, like the restaurant I was at actually Uh came and bought my lunch. Wow! The lady I was there tried to buy me a drink, and it was yeah. The lady okay. that I helped. So is there a video? People, I want
3: to see you shoving no this other video. woman out of it's the no.
2: way. But that <laughs> was I like feel like a hockey bad. player. It was funny. I
0: feel bad. Yeah, like I just stiffed armed her out of the
2: way. Wow! Wow! I guess that adrenaline takes place. You know, takes a, a part of of you and just makes you do something that you yeah. never even thought you could do. Yeah. Yeah, well, and and it, how many people, you know, it's interesting,
3: Dave, how many people were sitting in that restaurant?
2: There
0: was 20 other people sitting around
2: right.
3: us. Yeah. And nobody else got no, up. Nobody, nobody,
0: nobody even moved. Every, the bartender was frozen. The, the Even the lady that she was with was just kind of... Frozen. They oh, just wow. stare, Yeah, and I just jumped in the action. I don't know where it came from. I don't
2: know. <laughs> Dad Super power. Dave. Yeah, oh, we're yeah. gonna start calling him Super Dave. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know where it came from. Okay. I mean, let's yeah. just go ahead and admit it. Yeah. We know where it came from. Yeah. Wow. So you know, Pastor John, there's no telling what situation or circumstance we're gonna find ourselves in when we leave our homes in the morning, even right. before we leave our homes. Right. You know, is there a moment that we can touch and affect somebody's life? Right. You know, and give them a chance
3: well you know and i think it comes down to what, when you get up in the morning why do you get up is it so you can collect a paycheck i mean is that is that why you're getting up is it so that you can you know uh work and work for five days and hang out for and have fun on the weekends is that really your purpose in life or is there something more are you serving a god who has put you in the place where you are to do his work you know my mom's my mom's a nurse and she um she she ministers the well minister i use the word minister mm-hmm. That probably wouldn't be allowed, to her, you know. But, uh, but that's what but she, she does. Yeah, but she she does. She goes into these people's homes and she meets with all these different clients, mm-hmm. and uh, she does it <clears throat> weekly. And she has she she just goes. You know, I have been put in this place to serve and to honor God. She's shared the gospel. She's seen people come to Christ. She's prayed Amen. for people. And this is she, this is a secular environment. This isn't a yeah. Christian organization. Yeah. It's a secular environment. But as she got to know them, she was able to speak into their lives. Amen. And God put her in that position. To, to minister to those people and so you don't have to be a pastor that's right you don't have to be that's the right. drill, drill sergeant of life that's right you can that's right. be doing siding you can pound nails you can you know work in it, whatever fast food joint it doesn't matter what you're doing
2: mm-hmm. God you're right put about you there that. you're God right about you that and and I tell people I encourage people all the time you know you don't know who needs a smile that's right you know just a simple An encouraging hey, hey how you doing today yeah. you know you just don't know because that could be the, the difference between life and death for that person right There was this one lady that went to a a beauty salon. This was years ago. I heard this story. And um, she went after it was closed. And and she saw one person in there. And she knocked on the door. And the lady came. And she said, ma'am, we're closed. She said, well, can I just, I need to get my hair done. I'm getting ready to go out of town. And the young lady just looked at her. And she kind of felt sorry for her. And she said, sure. And she did the lady's hair. And the next day, the lady came back and said, thank you for doing my hair. I was going to go home and kill myself. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And so you never know how you're gonna touch and affect somebody's right. life. Right. Hey, Pastor John, you got anything coming up at your church here? Where is where, oh, your church? Tell us about your yeah. church for a minute. Well, we're in Lakewood,
3: Colorado, which is uh, the you know west west side of Denver there, and uh, it's Grace Fellowship of Lakewood, and uh, we're just up the road from Colorado Christian University, and um, and yeah, we're actually doing this great series. We got we're doing a great series called Walking in the Light, and um, it's it's really about following Jesus, who is the light of the world. Amen. And um, and, and serving him and, 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 and deciding that we're going to be obedient to him rather than Amen. follow the ways of the world. So,
2: Amen. What time
3: are your services on Sunday? Uh, 9 and 1045.
2: Okay. Yep. All right. And is there a website that people can get in touch with you?
3: Yeah. we. You can find us at gfol.org. Or G-F-O-L. you can look us up on Facebook. O-L. Yep, dot .org. Dot .org. Yep, or just Grace Fellowship of Lakewood on Facebook. Amen. I or in your app store. We got an app. So oh, you, you go. got an app? We got an app. We're, we're not really it. that hip and cool, but we're trying.
2: I have an app.
6: I think Drill Starting
2: of Life would make a good app. Yeah, absolutely. Get up out of that bunk! What are you doing, still sleeping? Get up! Can, can It'd be we, good for we, running.
3: Can we? I want to record you that. I want to put that on my phone. It'd be good. Yeah, alarm. I'm going to have Beatrice yelling at me in the morning. Get up out of that! Get bunk. up out of that bed! What are you doing? <laughs>
2: It'd soldier? really keep
0: you motivated on the treadmill. That's right.
2: That's, <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> hey, folks! Thank you so much for tuning in today. We really appreciate you. Hey, come back and listen to us. Listen to Angie. She's a good chick. This is She's Beatrice bruno the drill sergeant of life here with pastor john byrne thank y'all so much hey god bless y'all love y'all take care
6: the good news of jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670 kltt.com this is kltt commerce city denver
7: Hey, if you want a wonderful place to take your family, YMCA of the Rockies, it's a great deal. It's tons of fun. A wonderful Christian organization. Uh, Lisa Newjar with Y is here. And you've got some fall specials? We do. At both of our centers in Estes Park and over by Granby, we have some special fall-themed family weekends where families can come up and just spend some time together away from the busyness. I've been going since I was a kid. Uh, lodge rooms start at $99 with two free breakfasts. Uh, and your website? YMCArockies.org. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you. Hi, it's Angie with the good news. How about this? How would you like to take the kids to the Harvest Farm Fall Festival in Corn Maze and raise money for the Denver Rescue Mission. So it's fun and there's a good cause. What do the kids do there? What do you do? Well, you get to use the corn cannon, right? There's corn cannons. There's a 10-acre corn maze, yard games, a petting zoo, a pig races, a hay wagon. It is a blast. And again, the money helps the Denver Rescue Mission. It is a wonderful, wonderful organization. So again, check out the Harvest Farm Fall Festival and Corn Maze. Uh, Ticket price is $13 for kids, $15 for adults. Go to Denver Rescue Mission. DenverRescueMission.org for more info. DenverRescueMission.org. Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays in October. Hey, it's Angie Austin. Do you want to lose weight, have more energy, sleep better, just feel better, live longer, not get sick? Yeah, me too. So a little over a year ago, my family started working with Dr. Joe, and he has helped us so much, especially with my mom. She's now walking again. Uh, She uses a cane, but she wears a pedometer as well, Dr. Joe. And every Saturday, you offer for all of us. We can come to your office, have a free workout, or just watch the workout and come and ask you questions and meet you it cost them nothing no obligation I just want people to get to know you and your passion for health
3: science says the key to sleeping better the key to depression the key to losing weight and balancing hormones is exercise but not a lot of it just six to 12 minutes a day and so when I'm working with Olympic athletes or professional athletes or mommies and daddies people in their 50s 60s even 70s on these workouts on Saturday 8 30 man we have a great time and it literally is a 12-minute workout it's all it is and it's easy stuff to do you work at your own pace and you get amazing results
7: yes yeah, So come to North Glen Saturdays it's free how do they reach you Dr. Joe. call my cell phone
3: 303-349-6011 again 303-349-6011
2: well praise the lord and god bless you again this is beatrice bruno the drill sergeant of life sitting up here with my good friend pastor john burn of grace fellowship over in lakewood colorado pastor john i i got a question for you okay how long you been pastoring oh man
3: um well i did youth ministry for a lot of years probably almost almost 20 years probably about 17 years oh wow and uh and then i've been um the lead pastor at just Grace Fellowship Lakewood only for like last year and a half, um, and I was an associate pastor. Did other things for about four years before
2: that. So okay. So now let me ask you this. Yeah. Okay. That wasn't the question. That just leading up to the question. Oh. How do you keep your congregants motivated to serve the Lord? Whew,
3: man. You know that's tough. It really is. I think people. It's hard because you know I think the church has some different functions. Yeah. Um, you know sometimes it's a hospital. Yes, and sometimes you get you get broken people and hurt people, and they're they're coming in, and you got to help them heal. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so there's there's a time and a place for for those kinds of ministries, and you'll see a lot of churches they'll do like uh, um um what is it uh, like recovery type ministries or that deal with addiction, or Mm -hmm. they'll have prayer ministries that go out and pray with people who are sick, or you know those kinds of things. Like it, it can be a hospital, but it can also be a training. Uh, you know a training s- uh, a place too. We need okay. to train our people so that they go out. and so there's a, there's a, a balance between training and motivating mm-hmm. and and so they've got to have the tools mm-hmm. um, but you also have to give them the right motivation to go out and to do the work of God. and so and Ooh, and Lord. that's really found, I think mm-hmm. in how has the gospel, affected you personally right when if we can get that Mm -hmm. and then see the need that other people have and realize who we are in christ Mm -hmm. then and, and have some tools then we can go out we can do do god's work amen
2: now as a shepherd though have you found that you have had to take the role of the shepherd in that um in protecting your people
3: yeah you know that's really hard um because there is so much, especially with, with media the way it is and, and the things going on in the world to protect from. And so, but the way I think to do that is to really speak truth. Just make sure that we're preaching truth, we're Amen. teaching truth, Amen. we're helping people filter what's going on in the world around them right. so that they understand what is of God and what is not of God. Absolutely. And they can do that because they've been trained well yes. um, to evaluate, you know, I have kids and that's... The ultimate training ground is oh, yes is Lord. the home. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> and and so I'm constantly talking to them about what they take in from the media and mm-hmm. being able to identify what things are of God and what things are not. That's good. And and really help. Um, even adult people, they have a hard time with it. They don't. They, they haven't thought through a lot of things. Right. And so my job in some ways is to help them think through yeah. the things that are going on in the world from a biblical perspective mm-hmm. so that they can begin to identify and think biblically about the world around them.
2: That's good. And, and you know what you said just now is going to lead us up to this one story that, that Dave's going to play for us about the crossing guard that saves the little girl. Yeah. She had to recognize what's going on around her at all times so that she could see to save this little girl.
8: That's right. And, you know, let me just start out by saying, Phillip and Leslie, that Adrienne Young is small but mighty and is being called a hero. Today, she had no idea a surprise was scheduled in her honor. She's being called a hero. The little girl just started screaming. She was like, please don't let her take me. I don't know her. She's not my mom. She may not be very tall, standing at 4 feet, 8 inches, but crossing guard Adrian Young used all her might to find off a woman who attempted to kidnap a child from Alexandria Avenue Elementary School in East Hollywood.
3: I told her to just grab onto me as tight as she could, and I held onto her, and the lady just began to come and attack me, so I just started back attacking
8: her to make sure she can't take this little girl.
1: So talk about going above and beyond. Today, Young
8: is being recognized for her heroism, but says she was just doing what any mother would. I kind of went into mother
2: mode at that time, and as a crossing guard, because I just they couldn't see myself letting this little girl be taken. I'm so proud of her.
8: I'm so, we're so lucky to have women like her and crossing guards and all the agents around here that take care of the children. I feel really, really grateful. Thanks to the description of the kidnapper given by Young and the student, an arrest was made.
1: The woman who did the attempted kidnapping was apprehended, uh, and so. She's being charged with attempted kidnapping, which is a very serious charge. So she'll be in the criminal justice system, and and she is, is justifiably in
2: a world of hurt. Wow. Now, Pastor John, you saw the movements I was making. Okay, <laughs> I hit my right foot into my left hand. Okay, and then I did one of the wrestling moves <laughs> the to L-O-L-A. bring her down. you yeah. right? Because this woman, she said she had to go into mother mode. <laughs> that's right. I love that.
3: Uh, not you, hey, you don't want to mess with the mad mother, right? No. You don't want to get between a mama bear and a and a, and a and a and a baby a cub bear, you know? <laughs> Absolutely not.
2: And I mean, just by her height, four foot eight inches tall, <laughs> you don't want to mess with a little short woman that's not even five feet tall because she will Beat you down, <laughs> right. she will get you, but see, that's just like you being a pastor. Yeah, yeah. at some point, you have to go into that mother mode if you Absolutely. think about it because the sheep are very precious.
3: Well, yeah, and and the reality is that, um, you know, I've been. <laughs> And 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 sometimes I, I hesitate to say this because I go, man, I've been I've been studying God's word for a long time, mm-hmm. and and teaching and preaching it. And sometimes I, I think about that and I go, man, I should know God's word a whole lot better than I do, considering that. You. you know what I mean? But you know, to re to lay all my cards <laughs> on the table, so to speak. But but um, but they haven't. They don't they don't spend you know twenty to twenty hours a week yeah. working on a sermon, looking at a passage of of, of scripture um, like I do. They don't have uh the time to do that. And so in, in a sense part of my job is to do that for them. Yes. So that so that they can understand. And and sometimes that means I gotta say things mm-hmm. that people are not gonna like. Who Lord have and, mercy. <laughs>
2: You better say that yeah. right there, yeah. And,
3: and I gotta be okay with it. I gotta be okay with people getting mad at me and and you know calling me names. That's happened or whatever. Because I I, and this is just the way God especially has wired me. Because I'm a little bit of fire a fighter. I'm like that four foot eight woman. Okay. A little taller, but, <laughs> but God designed me to be a fighter. Amen. In the in the sense of 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 speaking truth and not being bashful about it and being okay with. Somebody coming after me, I think that I hope that's a good characteristic for a pastor
2: it is because that's that th- the David spirit, yeah, when you think about yeah. it, yeah, okay, David did not mind going up against Goliath, right, for the people, okay? right, it was for the honor of God, right, and that's what you're doing, right, wow, right, and there's a lot of
3: forces in our culture that are trying to oh yeah tell pastors and churches and christians what what they can and cannot believe in and how they can and cannot live their life and right. and and what what values they ought to hold and instead of scripture being the authority yes. and so there's a battle of authority in our lives it's there's culture secularism and things like that battling against the, the authority of scripture yeah. and my job is to help people you know bow to god mm-hmm. and his word not to the authority of the word. that's
2: good and you know it's good to hear you say that you study about 20 hours a week to do your sermon because you know on the internet there are places you can get a sermon yeah i don't do that
3: i don't do I'm that so you, so if you I come to my that. church
2: you hear my sermon
3: that's all right, so <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> i might get an illustration here or there you know that kind of thing but but no i i put in the work i look at the greek i look at the hebrew i i read the commentaries i i spend time with it and uh
2: you hear my sermon that's good because that's going in the mother mode to protect the people <laughs> yeah, of God. That's, that's, right, like, that's, that's right. what I'm saying. Hey, Dave, we got another story to tell today? Yeah, we got
0: one more story. I thought we'd stick with the we're going to save babies theme. All right. You know, um, and this one's cool. And we were just talking about, you know, like why people are putting wherever they're put. And not only, it's not always people. Yeah. But here we go. Yeah.
8: This is Bryson and this is Shiloh.
6: They used to do everything together.
8: Best friends from the start.
6: As much as Eli as everybody else, those two, the baby and the dog, have a bond.
8: If the pair is outside together, they're likely playing fetch. And it was right here where Shiloh became this family's hero.
6: He had put his hand on there just like he's doing now. was stepping off and that's when Shiloh came in right here and grabbed
8: it. A quiet night the family relaxing outside Bryson making his way out and as he started to step off the porch
6: Shiloh jumped up and took (laughs) off after he lunged right towards the baby and at the baby's feet and when he did he kind of jerked back.
8: It's what was in this bush Shiloh saw it before anyone else.
6: As soon as I saw it I did I knew it was a copperhead immediately.
8: He goes get the baby now and take him in the house and it scared me. A copperhead inches away from eighteen month old Bryson, Shiloh jumping between the two.
6: Turning his head to the side and shaking his head and stuff and and you could tell he had been hurt you know, the just neck had gotten him as furry as he is and he has so much fur around his neck, you could visibly see the swelling. Yeah.
8: Shiloh recovered after a full round of antibiotics and pain medicine. The family is still amazed at what happened. He's 24 pounds and I believe that it would have killed him. These two best friends back together again. We give God the glory in everything and we know that he used that dog, that wonderful dog, to protect him and we're thankful every day for him now.
2: (laughs) Okay, I'm going to make a statement. Uh, um, now, you radio listeners that have cats, please don't take this the wrong way. Okay. I love dogs because a dog can save me from a copperhead. A cat will look at the copperhead and look at me and say, you're on your own. Okay, I'm just <laughs> so saying. True. You, I'm just saying because cats have such personality. But a dog a dog will really love wow. you. Yeah. And this Shiloh loved Bryson yeah. enough to take the hit. And see, this is going back to to you being a pastor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He took the hit for that baby. Yeah. Well, and we, we need
3: we need uh not only not only can a dog do that, but we need that in life. We need people who are willing yes. to take the hits. Yes. And uh and what a great story, you know, a dog and I'm a dog person too. I grew up with lots of dogs, we, we raised them, we competed with them oh, wow. in shows and trial and field trials and all that kind of stuff. And, and, um, and so I, I love dogs. I'm not, not so big on cats either, but anyways, <laughs> uh, but, uh, um, but, but man, you know, dogs will have a sense of loyalty towards their, their, their master towards their family. Yes. And, and we can really learn from that and, and re- realizing not so much that we can save God, God doesn't need us to save him. hmm but he does want our loyalty, and he does want our worship, and and this dog, in a sense, um, although it took the hit for a baby, um, was loyal to that family. And yes. dogs are a beautiful picture of that. Yes, absolutely,
2: I and I, I, I love my dogs. All of our dogs. We had uh, four dogs between our oldest daughter and I, and all of them have crossed the rainbow bridge. Oh. And I want another baby, but I just don't have time yeah, right now. I know so other people's dogs, I just love on them. I, I got a box of, of dog biscuits for my neighbors next door. They have Loki and Thor. Loki and Thor. <laughs> Loki and Thor. They're um... <laughs> is Loki. Is Loki a bad dog? No, 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 no. no but he t- takes charge. Okay. He takes charge. But they're the cutest little boogers, and and when he comes, when they come out of the front door. Of their house, they look over at my house to say, "Is your front dog, But where you at? I'm coming over?" And they <laughs> will you're race get up. Treats. Yeah, they will race up to the door. Like, okay, I'm here. You know, so I love dogs because yeah, they just they're just fun. I'm they a dog really
0: person fun. too. Are you? But yeah, but uh, w- when I was first met my wife uh, so many years ago, uh, we she wanted a cat. I didn't want a cat. Uh-oh, uh-oh. So we compromised and we got a cat. Oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs>
6: Oh, that but was luckily, one those... my
0: cat's very shy, so I can very easily pretend like I don't even have a cat. I
6: yeah,
2: don't. that was one of those yeah. yes, dear moments. Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. right.
0: That's how compromise works in, a, in I, a
2: relationship. I was blessed
3: with a with a cat allergy. <laughs> yeah. Ah, See, okay. It's a blessing, and I don't know people who know that who have cat allergies, but it is. It's a blessing.
2: Okay, well, <laughs> and I can go along with that. I just I, I'm not a cat person, and you folks out there at Grace Fellowship at Pastor John's church, don't hold it against him. That he doesn't like cats. Okay, he loves dogs. Oh, Okay, so be nice and let him <laughs> love his dogs, and then y'all gone home to your cats. and stuff. And
0: just, <laughs> just
3: keep them at your house.
0: Keep them at your house. <laughs> Going by what we were saying before, though, uh, it's way easier to like dogs than to like people a lot of times. Oh, yeah. Especially when people cool, are driving.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, 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 uh,
3: see, Let's now, not go there. You <laughs> had to bring that
2: up, didn't you? Okay, and see, I talk about people in Colorado all the time. I say, y'all, some non-driving people I've ever seen. Because, see, I've been a truck driver. Okay. And so I've seen it all. I've had the, the, um, the, I don't know what salute they call it nowadays from the left hand of a driver in a, um, not a Bentley. It was a Jaguar Yeah. passing the truck. Okay, because we had just started out, and I guess yeah. I was going too slow, <laughs> and they gave me that salute, that one finger salute and stuff, and and I'm like, you really don't want that car, do you? Do you know what you're doing? And to seeing people just, you know, come from behind a truck and then scoot right in front right of a truck, front, yeah. And it's like, you really don't want your I car. You don't, you, don't all, you don't even want
3: that. you don't know. Part Dead takes me to stop.
2: Oh my God, yo, let's not talk about the texters, okay. <laughs> One hand on the wheel, one hand on the cell phone, and texting, and you're like, uh-uh, Is this bad? I don't, <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> yeah, okay, Pastor John.
0: I don't think texting and driving is any good. I think people should pay attention to maybe doing makeup and driving, eating while driving, <laughs> reading. reading. I saw a See guy it. reading a novel this morning on the way. He was reading... Did you really? try, Yeah, reading a novel. It looked like a... Uh, one of those paperbacks that you get at the airport. You know, they have audio books. Uh, that's just what, what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Even Audible. McClellan could be t- reading that book to you.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, and, and I just don't understand. Okay, what is the good news about bad drivers? mm they teach you how not to be. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Wasn't oh, it? they test yes. my
0: patience. They, uh, they they've made my patience I think way I higher. Sin,
3: I think I sin more in the car than anywhere
0: else. <laughs> made me a better dad just because now I have way more patience.
2: <laughs> and see, we're laughing about it. But Colorado, look, the snow is coming. Okay. We've seen it in the mountaintop already. We know it's coming so colorado drivers brush up on your driving skills because when the snow hits the streets you do not need to speed up that's one thing i've noticed here in colorado when it's precipitation on the road if it's snow or if it's rain they speed up when the the sky is sunny they They slow slow down. down
3: okay i gotta admit i drive pretty fast when it snows but i'm from minnesota Oh, well. I, I'm for a minute, man. I'm telling you, I, I've been driving in snow my entire yes, life. I, I know how to drive in snow. And I know, I know you, can, you, get, you can talk about, oh, you can't stop faster and all that kind of stuff. I get that. I, I do. But I've never been in an accident on a snowy road. Never, ever, ever. Okay.
2: Knocking okay. on the wood. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know God has a sense of humor. I know, right? I'm just <laughs> saying. I'm just saying. But I,
3: look. I blame the Southern California transplants, though, for the winter driving. Uh oh.
2: I don't know. I, know. I think it's more Texas people. Oh, yeah, cause Texas they got Texas bad too. hundred degrees all year round, yeah. and so they and
0: four wheel drive. Yeah. it gets you forward, but it doesn't let you stop. And then yeah. they have the widened yeah. tires yeah. and
2: yeah. And so I don't know, but I mean, look, y'all, y'all listeners, listen. We we still love y'all. Yeah, yeah. We do, and, and, but we want you to drive better, okay? <laughs> because share the road with other people. Yeah, share the road. You just drive better yeah. that's all we're saying you know and we love y'all we do and see we just thank God for Angie today because she allowed us and look y'all <laughs> better not stop listening just because we said that t- the Colorado has some bad drivers <laughs> You better be back on here when Angie comes back to town okay because I'm gonna find you I am the drill sergeant of life after all <laughs> I can't find you okay and I will dr- I don't know if y'all heard me when I said um, earlier get up get out of that bed That's what Pastor John wants to use for his ringtone from now on. That's right. I I can't help it. But we just love y'all. And, you know, we just thank y'all for listening to Angie's show. And we really appreciate each and every one of you. We especially appreciate Angie for all the opportunities that she offers to us. And so um, we're here with Pastor John Byrne from Grace Fellowship out in Lakewood. And he's got a series going on. I saw it on the Internet, Walking in the Light. Walking in the Light, yeah. And I just I found it so interesting. I just haven't had time. I just got back from somewhere, Florida, I think. Where it's was I? I. <laughs> yeah, where was I? You know, but can you tell us? Can you give us a little brief synopsis of that?
3: Sure. Yeah. Um you know, light is light is a, a, an analogy that John uses in his writings a lot, and other other authors of the New Testament use it too, and, and even in the Old Testament. But uh, in John one, it talks about how Jesus is the light who comes into the world um, to save the world. And and there's a sense in which you know we, we, we just need we all need Jesus, yeah. and but we need to change our affections. We need to learn to love the light. Amen. We need to learn to walk in the light. We need to stop being blinded by the darkness. I mean, those are some of the themes that have come out in John's writings and in the sermons that I've been.
2: Amen. Preaching. Hey y'all, go see. Pastor John Byrne at Grace Fellowship out in Lakewood, Colorado. He's looking forward to ministering to you. So, this is Beatrice Bruno, the drill sergeant of life. We've been here at Hallelujah on Angie's show today. The good news with Angie Austin and friends, and she is a friend to us all. So, God bless y'all. We love y'all with the love of Jesus. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.
1: Is your marriage going badly? Has addiction or sin put a wedge between you and your spouse?
5: We can help. Our book, Caught, tells the story of how God redeemed our marriage and gives 10 holy habits that will cause your marriage to be strong.
1: Good marriages don't just happen. We can help. Go to caughtinhisarms.com for more information and to order your copy of Caught. That's caughtinhisarms.com. Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at ARC thrift stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. A lot of people, they have
3: misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little
2: bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human being. We have feelings and we have emotions, and if given the chance, we can shine. And I think that Arc has done a very good job at showing that.
6: I like it there, and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff. Like helping out different people, a lot of different people I help out.
2: Find the Arc store near
1: you at arcthrift.org.
2: It's a nonprofit, and it's a great company to work for, and a great place to shop.
1: And remember, every Saturday you get 50% off most items in the store.
7: Hi, it's Angie. Welcome back to the good news. Well, did you know that October is National Spina Bifida Awareness Month? And it's a topic near and dear to my heart because my friend was pregnant 13 years ago and told by her own doctor to terminate her pregnancy because her unborn baby had spina bifida. And my friend was told all kinds of horrible things about her daughter's future and what it would be like with spina bifida. And now 13 years later, her daughter is excelling in public school. She can run. She does some sports. She wears leg braces and almost all of the things her doctor told her what happened did not happen. And so I am happy to uh, welcome Dr. Scott Adzik back to the show. And we are going to talk about Spina Bifida Awareness Month. And Dr. Adzik is with the Children's Hospital in Philadelphia. And we are thrilled to have you back, doctor. Thank you.
6: It's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me.
7: Okay, so there's some new advancements that are pretty exciting. Tell us what you're excited about in terms of treatment.
6: Well, just for some background, uh, Spina Bifida, it's, it's a birth defect in which an area of the spinal column doesn't form properly, which leaves a Section of the spinal cord and spinal nerves exposed through an opening in the back and the higher the spinal bifida goes on the, the spinal cord toward the head, the more nerves that are affected. It's the most common birth defect of the central nervous system, it affects about 1,500 babies uh, each year in the U.S., so that's about uh, 30 babies born with spinal bifida each week. My Children's Hospital of Philadelphia team and I uh, pioneered a surgical procedure to repair spina bifida before birth and have been performing this at shop since nineteen ninety eight. And we found that by treating spina bifida before birth in carefully selected cases prior to 26 weeks gestation, can increase the likelihood that a child will be able to walk independently uh, without braces and reduce the the need to divert fluid from the brain with a shunt because hydrocephalus usually occurs in babies with spina bifida. And about 85% of them will require a shunt if they're treated after birth, but many fewer if they're treated uh, before birth. So that's what I'm excited about.
7: So the fetal surgery actually can change the quality of the baby's life with spina bifida and um, Im- improve the chances they'll be able to walk and improve other physical aspects of the outcome as well.
6: Exactly, but it's also important to, to be open and, and honest when we're counseling affected families and be clear that while well, Peter surgery for spina bifida is not a cure for spina bifida, it has the potential, as you mentioned, to dramatically improve the um, the patient's life.
7: So what are you seeing in terms of the babies you treated in terms of the long-term outcome? Are you happy with the improved quality of life that they gained through the surgery?
6: Right. Well, we've since 1998, when, when we did this uh, for the first time, we there, thereafter participated actually co-led a clinical trial comparing fetal surgery for spina bifida to treatment after birth and that these results that I mentioned were confirmed and about five years ago, this landmark clinical study was published in the New England Journal of Medicine and conclusively established the effectiveness of fetal surgery for spina bifida. Now, you've asked whether the results are durable. Well, we have follow-up now for patients who are now as old as seven 17 or 18 because mm-hmm. you know the first was in 1998. To give you an example, we have fetal family reunions. Big one here at CHOP last year. Uh, day of celebration had 2,000 patients and their families yeah. oh. And we've also also had these reunions in regions of the U.S. Because sometimes you know patients can't come to Philadelphia for the big celebration. Last year we had a celebration at the Cleveland Botanical Garden. And the reason I'm bringing this up is that after the event, I was watching in a side garden area three 15-year-old boys uh, who had undergone fetal surgery for spina bifida in the year 2000. And they were outside running around playing catch uh, with a football, three-way catch. So I video recorded that because it's just remarkable. It's just remarkable. So I I believe that the results are durable.
7: Well, that must be very satisfying for you to see that.
6: Oh, huge. That's very emotional. I'll bet
7: it was. All right, so um, it makes me want to cry right now just thinking about it. So obviously it is very important for us to spread the word about spina bifida fetal surgery because my friend's doctor actually said, when would you like to schedule, you know, to terminate the pregnancy? Like ask, like, when do you want to schedule the abortion? And she was young. She was very confused and she had to do research because she didn't even know what spina bifida does. So I feel like spreading the word about the positive results of the fetal surgery is important so that when they're told something, Something like that by a doctor. Let's terminate your pregnancy. They are armed with information.
6: No question. So it's important to spread the word, and I have two suggestions for, for where list, listeners can learn more about uh, fetal surgery, spina bifida, and the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. One is our website. So that would be fetal surgery one word dot chop c h o p dot edu. So fetal surgery dot chop dot edu. That's one source. The other source, uh, more more most recently, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia was the focus of a three part document. Documentary series called uh, Twice Born, stories from the special delivery unit that aired on PBS uh, last year and followed four of our, our f- fetal surgery patients, one of whom had fetal surgery for spina bifida. We see about 2,000 patients a year. Those are uh-huh. pregnant mothers carrying birth defects. So they follow these four patients. And it's very compelling. It's available, believe it or not, on Netflix. And last month won an Emmy Award for Outstanding Science and Technology Programming.
7: Wonderful. And also, if people want to find you, Dr. Scott Adzik's last name is spelled A-D-Z-I-C-K. If you want to Google him and find out more information. Also, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. And give us the website again, Doctor.
6: It's a fetal surgery, one word, dot chop, C H O P dot edu.
7: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Doctor Adzik, and thank you um, for all you do uh, to bless these families with hope. My pleasure.
1: Thanks for listening to the good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com.